Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Event Tech Podcast. That man over there is the mammoth brand Kruger of Event Technology Consulting. Wow. You know, you're coming out of your warming hole. You know, there's a connection there, actually. So, so that guy over there, however, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. He is the oceanic Will Kern Ooh. of Endless Events. Landlocked Arizona. So, you know, so, we did so we did we did the family car trip thing. So we did we did the like the Griswold pack the whole family up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> drive across South Dakota thing. And the, so the connection is we went to the, the mammoth site. And oh, no way. The mammoth site, because it's it's just this weird thing that it was like a sinkhole in the ice age. What? And so the mammoths would come up and go, oh, look, there's some grass right around this nice warm. Oh, like, hole. And then they fall in and they can't get out and they drown. Oh, no way. So, the, so it was like a thousand years of mammoths falling into this thing. Um, and uh, this is actually pretty cool. It's not very big. It's, it was just like cool. a little tiny pond. And uh, but it's, it was just full of like a thousand years of mammoths and other animals. Wow. All in so if you like dug there, cool. they probably find tons of bones and stuff like that. Does they haven't done that? Oh, no, they have. It's it's yeah, it's oh, it's, wow. it's it's but it's small enough that literally there's a there's a building over it. So they, they oh, wow. closed the site and so they can work on it, you know, 24 seven, you know, for the rest e- of time even through the freezing winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was actually so. There's, there's your connection right there. So oh, I am, I am, in fact, the mammoth Brand Kruger. Uh, I don't even remember the last to... time I saw an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a but while. Anyways, <laughs> so back on top. top you, you didn't, topic. We, we didn't. We didn't get together to talk about my family vacation. I've got some lovely pictures I can show. you. I know. I, well, get, just... I. I was gonna say we. Everyone's like. Uh, so we turn this into the event family podcast. Yes. Um, you know. <laughs> I do want to see pictures though, so you have to send them over to me. <laughs> we'll we'll make it happen at some point. Um. All right. So on on to the topic for today. Um, I got this topic idea from actually uh, another podcast, a sales podcast, completely unrelated to events. And uh, it was just made me kind of laugh. And I realized it's like we need to totally do this same topic. And I want to hear what Brant thinks about this. And basically what they did is they talked about how like in the sales world, there's always tools coming out like Gong and all these other tech tools that are claiming that they have artificial intelligence to help you better manage your sales organizations and everything like that. And Basically, what happens is the, 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 the host of the podcast argues, he says, it's kind of BS that all these tools claim they have AI to kind of be the hype machine, but really they don't. They have more predictive analytics when it comes to it. And I don't think we had talked about that. I think we maybe have like brushed it aside and it says a joke, but I figure a little short, short or maybe long episode, depending on how much we end up <laughs> getting out of this topic, is about, yeah, I wanted to hear what Brant kind of thought in terms of uh, you know all these tools and event apps that are claiming they have AI matchmaking and AI scheduling i don't know and all those things like that i'm sure there's ai for everything in front of every tool so yeah what what i mean do we want to start yeah defining ai versus machine learning versus probably should i mean it's just one of those things that you know 
I think it's easier to say what it's not. You know what I mean? That that yeah. you know. So so when we talk about artificial intelligence, when we talk about machine learning and things like that, you know, people just like you say, they just use these as marketing terms these days. Like, oh yeah, we've got we've got it's our latest AI based networking tool. You know, uh, for you know <laughs> our, our our advanced AI determines who's going to be your best match, and then then they matches you up, and then we're gonna you know you'll have this amazing conversation, and you'll leave life changed. Kind of thing is is how <laughs> how I'm kind of the context I'm seeing it in events or, you know, we'll use we use advanced AI to determine which sessions to recommend to you, um, you know, when you go to the conference. And so we're, we're you know, the attendees are going to love it because our, our AI is going to help them do this and our AI is going to help them do that. But that doesn't that doesn't sound like what actually is AI. I mean, no. it's you know, it's it's not like it's. Uh, um, you know, it's not I, like it's it's, like, it's create crafting the the platform and changing the platform in right. front of your eyes and doing it itself. Yeah, so, right. so may, well, maybe we like back. Yeah, so do you want to start like AI? What it is? It what? Why that's not? Well, let's get maybe get to that. Let's start at like basic level. What is predictive kind of analytics? Maybe to start off with, and because I threw out that kind of term on on what it what it is, and then I think then let's go to machine learning, and then maybe finally get to AI um, in the end. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it sounds so. It sounds like you've kind of got uh, an idea of what you feel predictive analytics is. So yeah, why don't you kind of head us out uh, down that down that uh, road, and we'll it, take it from there. And it's interesting to me to think about too that like the fact that like we can also both have opinions on this because there's no solidified answer 100 percent because people skew it so much market. But from my understanding, predictive, predictive analytics is uh, it would be like the AI maybe session tools that people are claiming, right? Is that um, okay? So statistically, if I chose that I was going to go to Brant's talk, and then I was going to go to John's talk, and then I was going to go to Sarah's talk, and then let's say Brant's building out his schedule. Oh, let's say someone other than Brant. Let's say uh, uh, Joseph over here is building out a schedule, and he chooses the first two sessions that I mentioned, uh, Brant's talk and John's talk. It's going to go. Oh, hey, you'll probably like Sarah's talk because we'll chose the exact same talks as you and chose this third one here's a suggestion that's predictive analytics and not an ai right it's like it's like netflix recommendations it's like you've watched these five other shows we think you'll like this other show yeah exactly how spotify does the discover weekly it gives you serves you up songs because they build they basically build out a profile of what you're going to look like and they found a hundred people who are just like you or very close to you and they say well all these people like these songs too well you'll probably like this one then too Here's and so given the, the given a yeah given a large enough data set basically you've got uh you know an algorithm looking at a looking at a data set and going okay based on what i'm seeing before here's what's probably going to happen Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's and I predictive do think, analytics. And, yeah. <laughs> and I think that starts to bridge a little bit of machine learning because what you're doing right. is you're like you're giving it data and saying, hey, build a model on who this person is and then, you know, spit me back some data based on that um, on there. Um, yeah. Or um, you know, I think maybe another common example is this exhibitor matchmaking sort of stuff that happens in some ways, too, is it's like, oh, well, you visited this uh No. And sometimes not necessarily. I think that. But I think that most exhibitor kind of. Matching tools, AI tools, would be like, oh, hey, yeah, you visited, you know, Cox Communications Expo uh, markers and Vibe whiteboards. You know, do do you want to, you know, Brant also looked at those things. He also likes um, mammoth sites, um, you know, and recommends that to you then at that point. Um, 
very, very, like, very basic analytics tools that have existed, yeah, for Netflix. Like, and a, a Netflix lot of the times that's – Yeah, a lot of the times that's what we're – you know, these companies are talking about is when they're using the term AI, they're actually meaning predictive analytics. That it's like, you know, we're looking at – uh, you know, everybody has to give us access to their LinkedIn profiles. It tries to match things up based on keywords. And will these LinkedIn profiles look very similar or maybe are even connected to each other? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to spit out that, Will, you should meet with Jane and Cindy. And Brent, you should meet with Will and maybe not Jane and, and yes, Cindy, but then also Phil. You know, so it's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really all it's doing. It's, it's analytics. It's, it's looking at a data set and saying, you know, here's based on this data, here's who we think, you know, you would be interested in talking to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not, I just think it's always so funny that, that it's, it's AI. Right. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And I think we'll eventually get to maybe what AI looks like and if it even exists in the events industry right, right now um, as a whole. But um, we'll try to start to go there. I think we, we teased a little bit about like machine learning in some ways. And I think machine learning is a stepping stone to AI and also is a part of predictive analytics. So that's where I start to see it, too, is that uh, on the machine learning side is it, you know, it kind of it can learn based on the inputs that you're kind of giving it um, over time. Um, do you have any good examples of machine learning and its use in the events industry so far? I, I know it's kind of I don't think I have any off the top of my head. It's it's, it's so much easier to just say what it's what things aren't. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah. it's more often that I'm seeing folks again using these terms incorrectly. So it's hard to come up with an example of like here's where it's being used correctly. So in be fact, skeptical I struggle, just to be honest, I struggle with like the differences between some of these things as well. Like you say, it kind of, it's hard to find good definitions of a lot of this stuff. Totally. And maybe uh, we'll have to bring an expert in who <laughs> all they do is do right, this. But right. I think this was more of an opinion piece than that. But I mean, it's a good point that like what I would say is like as you start to lean into this, uh, a quick learning for everybody is that if someone says AI or machine learning and it's these hype technology terms – don't take it for face value right? because it sometimes is, is marketing. And it, that's the thing I hate uh, most about this is that, like, for me, marketing doesn't have to be slimy. It doesn't have to be overhyped um, things, overhyped promises. It sometimes can just be as simple as communicating. Like, I think some – I bet you the best technology companies out there are the ones who are saying – we don't have AI. It's machine learning, and they correct you on purpose to tell you that. But I think there's the other companies that are just like, yeah, let's build upon the hype train. And we know that we can close that Fortune 500 deal because the CEO says he's excited about AI, and he hears that our event platform is going to have AI, and boom, they get to close a 100 grand contract because yeah. of it. Ah. And really, really and rough. you know to be to be fair, most of the definitions I was, I was trying to find you know good definitions as we were approaching this this episode, and mostly I gave up because they're so different for everybody. But you know, <laughs> a lot of them did describe machine learning as kind of a subset of AI, right? So mm-hmm. so the the the, the quote unquote intelligence part of it is um, you've got a machine that's trying to solve a problem, and every time it tries to solve it, it gets a little bit better at it. So it's mm-hmm. learning how to solve the problem better, and so. In that way, it's kind of considered AI, but yeah. most of the definitions kind of described it as a subset of, yeah. of uh, you know, let's see, there was one that was pretty good. It was um, uh, a, branch of artific- a branch of artificial intelligence and computer science, which focuses on the use of data and algorithms to imitate the way that humans learn, gradually improving over time. 
So it's all about it's, learning it's, the, the data. Right. You know, the, again, the, the, the words actually kind of describe things well, like predictive analytics, right? Using analytics to predict what's going on. Machine learning. The machine is actually learning and getting better at its job um, uh, over time. Now, once again, we find people using the term machine learning to refer to um, what I would describe more as, an, you know, we talk about jargon jail. We are all over jargon jail in this one. Jargon we're trying, jail all we're day. Trying, we're trying. <laughs> you know, so we, when we talk about algorithm, you know, I talked about it, you know, in some of my classwork, I dug deep, a little deeper into trying to figure out, okay, what exactly is an algorithm? And the best definitions that I could find, uh, the simplest, and it's, it's an oversimplification, but it works, is to think of an algorithm as being like a recipe. So a recipe for a good omelet is going to get, okay, two eggs and some milk and some cheese and some this, you know. And so you can make an omelet, but if you follow these steps, if you change anything in any of those steps, you might still get an omelet, but it'll be a slightly different omelet. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about, you know, computer analytics and machine learning and things like that, anytime we're dealing with an algorithm, there's still a recipe going on there. So it's, it's an A yeah. to B to C to D to E to F to G. And if we change anything in that algorithm, you know, it's going to change the end result. So when we talk about like search results on Google, you know, you know there's a proprietary algorithm that is searching mm -hmm. the internet and ranking what happens when you search for this, that, and the other thing. And if Google changes that algorithm even slightly, it's going to change the results that come back. And so yeah. sometimes, so that, but that's not, artificial intelligence that's not machine learning that's a b c it's a recipe right it's just, it's just an algorithm and so a lot of the stuff that's being done as machine learning as artificial intelligence is actually just an algorithm it's it you know input in uh test it these five things and output out like it's it's mm -hmm. it's a very step-by-step -step process i'm probably not describing that very well no i think i think but, you are i've always thought yeah. it as like an equation i mean no, yeah like yeah. endless endless loves its equations 100 percent. but um i've always thought it as like yeah like let's say the the simple formula for so when i i first experienced algorithms was like facebook's algorithm and the newsfeed algorithm and basically i think their very simple algorithm at first was hey Let's surface what has the most amount of likes. And then they realize they're like, oh, we can also bring in shares with that. Whatever gets the most amount of shares. And then they are like, oh, let's give a little couple extra bonus points if it's an image or a video because people like those more. So what they basically created is an uh, equation which was A, number of likes plus number of shares times uh, you know a multiplier right. uh, like an extra like 1.5 if it's an image versus just times one if it's a, uh, a text post. And what you found is that, like, okay, you could do all these things. And then what they decided is that, oh, hey, overnight, that we're going to add another variable, which is times how much you paid for it. And if you didn't pay for it, it, it sunk it down. But like you said, if you change that algorithm, let's say, for example, instead of doing, uh, you know, likes plus shares, what if they consider shares to be a negative fact? And they said minus shares. Right. Oh, you share more, it goes down. It's the idea, like you said, you can change these, like, elements of this change equation. anything in the recipe. And the result's going to change for what yeah, you get. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So what I think is also a good point is you bring up these algorithms is that like sometimes people throw like, yeah, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have an AI that's going to help surface the best content for you or whatever the heck it is. No, it's it's just a simple algorithm they, they built together. It's not right. super complex. So if anyone gets a chance, by the way, and wants to understand a little bit about algorithms and see a little fun part, the Social Network web uh, movie is a great, I think, example of it when he decides to build the algorithm for the – was it FaceMash was the first uh, tool that he ended up creating? Um, but yeah, just the, I think that's just really, really interesting. So that, let's start to like transition then like 
what could AI actually be for this? Because like AI is when it's it's not only just learning and building a model, but it's also then learning upon that and maybe even building models in itself in some ways, it feels like. Uh, yeah, it's starting it's, in like sentient kind of way. Changing the way that it thinks and, and how it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's starting from scratch sometimes. So a lot of the advanced AI um, uh, mo- models that they're training to play games and stuff like that, they're not telling it the rules, right? So they're just like, mm-hmm. okay, hey, we're gonna play this game. Ready, computer, go. And it like, you know, moves a piece. And you're like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and then it learns, yeah. oh, I, I can't do that. And so it tries to move it another way. No, you can't do that either. And so slow, like if you think about chess or something like that, right? So like, and then finally it moves, you know, the knight to the, to the position that it can. And it's like, okay, yeah, you can do that. Now I'm going to go. That, and so they're literally teaching these things from scratch how to do stuff. So while, while we've been talking here, I think, I think I've got a, 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 an, an illustration that might help. I got uh, one too. Break so these I'll, things you go out. first. Okay. All right, so so if we think about chatbots, damn it, you beat me to ah! it. <laughs> right, that was there mine. We go. All right, well we'll we'll see how close our our examples come. Um, if you think about chatbots, you know the the first stage of chatbots is very much just an algorithm, right? It's like if I ask question X, I get answer Y. Like if yeah. this, then this. If this, then this. If you if it sees the keywords, and then you know, then they kind of expand it a little bit to make it feel a little more natural language. But it's still just running a program, right? It's it's if you say something about bathrooms, it's going to say, oh, the bathrooms are you know on the first floor by the lobby. Um, but chances are, you could probably say, I don't like bathrooms. You know, in in the chat box, and it would say, and it would say, the bathrooms are in the lobby down the left, right? Because it's just looking for keywords. It's dumb, and yeah. we've gotten really good at creating algorithms that mimic human. You know, this goes back to the to the seventies of like trying to, you know, the Turing test. Like, if you had someone behind a wall, could you tell if it was a person or if it's a computer? Um, and so we've gotten really good at writing programs that sound natural, that feel natural, and then so that's kind of like. Stage one, right? Just plain, straight-up algorithm. Then you start getting into machine learning where it starts to actually get better at answering the questions uh, as it goes. And so it's, it's learning from, you know, if the person responds, no, that's not what I was asking for, oh, okay, so that, there's something subtly different about that question compared to the first one. And so it learns the difference between where are the bathrooms and how many bathrooms do you have, or do you have gender neutral bathrooms or do you, you know, those kinds of things. It starts to learn the difference between those questions. It's not just scanning for the word bathroom and then telling you. Oh, and maybe he's, it he's... answers and maybe it answers back and says, hey, I oh, you said, oh, I don't like that. Now it's going to instead of responding with the question answer about bathrooms. It's for it says, I don't have an answer for that. And it comes back with a very right. simple plated answer. Yeah, right. Yep. And then if we start talking about true AI, it's going to just start figuring it, it, a true AI would start to figure out questions on its own. Like it would start to just actually answer up and make up answers to questions that it didn't know the answer to, you know, or, you know, hadn't been given the answer to, I would say, like it starts to do its own predictive analysis. It starts to do its own, like based on what people have asked in the past, um, but this question is subtly different. You know, is it the same? Is it different? Did they use the, you know, the Russian word for bathroom instead of the English word for bathroom? Um, and so it actually starts to mimic natural thought. Thinking on its feet, I think, would be a great 
analogy for true AI is being able to think on its feet with, mm-hmm. without being given the information, like we were talking about the game before, you know, without being given the information in advance, it starts to just figure stuff out on its own. So how's that? That's, that's my way of trying to yeah. layer out the differences between these things. Yeah, I agree 100%. That was a very, very similar example what I was going to say. We think so Sorry, much I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, right you're great. It was just so funny how it was so similar. Uh, I was going to say, and also, too, like it would answer the questions for you automatically, right? Like it maybe, right. for example, it comes back and says, I don't know what the answer to that question is. And ask a person says, like, you know, did you ever find the answer to this? Can you tell me the answer yeah. to it? And then it learns and then spits that back for the next person to ask, right, and starts to build upon that. So, like, I think one of the ways I start to think about this and how, like, these tools and uh, platforms and apps that say they have AI that don't really have AI, what could they look like to have AI then in the future? So I'll use um, the session example of things as imagine an AI that existed that not only did it help surface similar sessions to each other, but let's say, for example, it knew what sessions were absolutely not popular and no one was going to attend and it automatically cancels the session notifies the speaker hey this has been canceled um you know in a nice way let's let's not be a jerk about it like oh your session sucked we canceled it but it's something (laughs) like hey we're uh, like unfortunately we're going to cancel session whatever it's and then cancels it and then says well we like a lot of this stuff and then sends a message to the planner and says here's your top five sessions is there anything you want to throw in or maybe it alerts them and says hey that that session that's really poor is not doing really well here's the top 10 set topics that are coming out of these sessions and you can reframe that session and maybe get more butts and seats that way that's where i see it like being smart enough to do that and then being able to then control the event planning process for you and i just heard a lot of planners just go oh my god my job (laughs) (laughs) right and you know to 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 you know and that's why true ai is still a long way off like being able to make decisions on your feet again you know being able to make so you think about like the person working the registration desk you know they've only got certain amounts of information that's been given to them um, you know, hopefully, you know, they've know all the things like where the bathrooms are and, you know, things like, you know, there's a lot of basics that they can handle, but, you know, they're still capable of answering questions they've never heard of before and applying logic to it. So not just, I don't know the answer to that question. You need to yeah. talk to somebody else, you know, to, but actually taking a moment and thinking about it and going, huh, well, I am, you know, how do I get to the golf course if I if I need to get there uh, via wheelchair, you know that's a different answer, a different question. They might not have it, you know, right at the tippy top of their hands. But it's like, oh well, okay. I know that there's an elevator on two that goes down to the first floor. Um, that would that's probably your most likely way of getting down there. You might want to double check with the front desk, but you know that's probably the best bet. That's a very complicated answer that I just gave to a relatively simple question. You know, it's got multiple possibilities and so like the most likely. And so that's where I think the true AI-ness, you know, would start to shine through is being able to, mm. again, I think that metaphor of, of thinking on your feet is, is what, where the differentiator comes. Yeah. I think one, I'll give another example of maybe how it can, it can be used too, is that I'm um, thinking about matchmaking. 
And right now, a lot of like AI-based matchmaking is really just a smart algorithm. Hey, let's pair all the people that have similar common interests that all said they like cats on their registration, you know, things like that. But I'm thinking more so, imagine an AI where you say, hey, give us your name, give us your email address, and using the LinkedIn API goes and fetches their profile and scrapes data and then automatically knows based on that, right? And pairs people based on not having to input data to be able to do it and then therefore matches people from it. So it's taking this idea of like, it's almost like thinking on it's almost a similar way that you kind of sit there and go, oh my gosh, yeah, you guys should meet each other. It's not just uh, based on the inputs that are being given because I think this is also really important moving forward for, for Reg and matchmaking because people are getting sick of having to fill in profiles and to, to do really deep, true matchmaking, you got to give a lot of information to be able to do this. And let's be honest, unless like the platform somehow is pulling data and it's using the same platform for multiple events or you're using a platform that you used at another event, a lot of times like you're just not going to be input data. Like I bet I bet you're a statistic. We got to find this out. I'm curious in the events industry how many attendees actually fully fill out their profile. Do you think it's less than 50%? Like – it depends on how big the profile is. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's the same thing with me in surveys. It's like, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, sure, I'll answer your, your survey. And then it's like, okay, we're on to page two. Nope, I'm out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, yeah. so when I click on a new event platform and here's your profile, give me like the, the three things you need and then let me fill in the rest later if I want to. Um, Let's say you never but do, if I hit do the, you, do you if actually I hit the, go back and fill it out though? Most of the time, no, but... I've also hit those platforms where it's like that's the page you have to go through in order yeah, to get, yeah. and it's like to, it's you to know to go to checkout. <laughs> great, thank you know it's 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 that, it's that you know extra extra hyper you know computer thing that's all the rage still now, right? Of like, hey, that's great. Now show us your picture. Okay, great. You know, fantastic. You've uploaded a picture. Now tell us about where you work. You know that that kind of like over enthusiastic because totally. people are sick of text fields apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, I think it's the trend that got started by a type form where it's like one question per page versus like, yeah. oh, hey, let's just give a page with a ton of questions, you know, um, on here. But, yeah, I, I'm curious to see, like, maybe that could be a future, too, for AI is like just do the work for us as the right. attendees because now the work's being done for the planner. It's, oh, hey, I'm bringing people together. And so the planner's like, I'm excited. But the attendees just still like, I don't feel like this experience is that much better. And and the part that gets people scared, right, is that true true AI, as we're talking about, like strong AI that's making its own thoughts, it's learning from zero, it's figuring stuff out, is a black box. Like it's not being fed an algorithm. It's not being told if this, then this. It's making up its own algorithm, just like you don't know what my thought processes are if you ask me a question. I could be making all kinds of, you know, all kinds of connections in my head based on my knowledge base, based on things that, you know, I may have read last week, you know, j- likewise. Is when we're talking true AI, the researchers themselves don't know sometimes why, where these answers are coming from. And that's a little bit why it's fun and scary because it's, it's a black box. And so if, as, as they're playing around with things like music and you know feeding in every Metallica song ever and then it can just like auto-generate a Metallica song, then you're listening to it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that does sound like Metallica, you know. It's like yeah, yeah. it's and it, it, but it's doing it on its own. It's not being taught, you know, all of the things. It's just using this data set to to say, okay, now make something like that. It's where you get 
you know, the really creepy pictures, you know, auto AI generated people pictures, right? Some of them are really weird and distorted and have three ears, but some of them look like a person. <laughs> it's yeah, like, totally, it's like totally. so it's, it's, it's a little bit of uh, good and a little bit of bad um, as it learns, you know, okay, no, that looks stupid. No, that doesn't have, you know, people don't have three years, that kind of thing. So yeah. the yes. things that you're talking about, networking and matchmaking and things like that, where it's going to be both fun and scary is that we won't know. Was it a LinkedIn profile? Was it my website? You know, what connections is it making to say that I should meet with Will? And then the proof is just going to wind up being in the pudding of like, well, yeah, I did enjoy that conversation with Will. So it worked. Or no, yeah. I didn't. And then, it, yeah, yeah. then it's got that bit of information of, oh, no, I must have messed something up. Um, okay. And it's, yeah. then it's machine learning to try and figure out what it did wrong. I mean, it's such a good point, too, about, like, the fear of, like, this happening, right? Is that, like, at the beginning, all these, like, tools and advances in technology are scary at first because we don't understand exactly how they work. But, you know, can you imagine anyone being afraid about the fact that Netflix suggests you great content? Now, no, everyone's okay with it. It it comes with that fear at first. But like you said, like, eventually it's going to be so great that we aren't going to remember how the heck we get meeting people is just going to be so successful as it starts to happen. And I, I really think that's definitely, I think the future for sure. Like I'm, I'm excited about that more like natural thing. And I, and I'm betting it's I'm curious. I mean, this may be me starting to reach into beyond what the event tech podcast is all about and into human consciousness of AIs and things like that. But I'm betting just the fact that it freaks us out at first is because we assume that as humans, we're so special that we have these brains that do these magical things that no one understands how it works. And it's just this blob of tissue and synapses. And, you know, oh, now there's something that's recreating that. Well, does that not no longer make us truly unique as humans? I don't know, but yeah, I, I can see why there's a little bit of fear about it. You know, someone's like, I just created like someone to have insane amount of paranoia. So I'm so sorry if I just like totally took right. it down. A... <laughs> well, <laughs> Sky, the, the, coming. the dystopian view is exactly that, right? The dystopian view is that the AI, we, we turn, we either give all of our, you know, uh, autonomy Weakness. over to, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, over to AI. And then the AI just makes all the decisions and we wind up in our Wally chairs, you know, just, you know, flying around dumb um, because we turn over all of our decision-making to AI. But the more realistic um, thing that that futurists and folks are looking at is really a combo platter. It's like it's a mix of AI and human intelligence. And so the AI is always going to wind up doing dumb stuff like three years. And, you know, it's like there's it's 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 always going to have an element of of imperfection just by its own nature. And so you need that kind of human side of it to to weed out some of that stuff. But at the same time, AI is going to think of things that we've never thought of. And so like that's where the magic comes. It's like, you know, a human might would have never thought of how to do X, Y, and Z, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, whereas the AI coming from scratch and not having all the human baggage um, is going to be capable of doing that. And so as we start to look, you know, I'm going to save all the event planners jobs that you scared away earlier <laughs> by saying <laughs> that, back. you know, that AI. So what I think is more likely to be the case is that we will use these as tools and we will work together with AI, because AI is going to discover things about our events that we never would have thought of in a million years. Um, and then it's still going to be up to us, though, to say, let's give it a shot and see if people like it. Or no, that's that's a three-eared 
you know, person. Um, you know, but that's just that, that people don't work like that. <laughs> I have people know people. I have a crazy event technology idea, so I'll give uh, give it get it out for free because I know I'll never right. be able to make this. But imagine an app or an event technology that in a you world. say in a world where you have this giant list of all the sessions that you need to have in your conference, right? It's just it's a list, and you like you you have the the name of the session, who's going to be speaking at it, and those are your like two inputs, and maybe the description of it, right? Written by humans, which now by the way, a I don't know if it's technically AI or machine learning, but so I'm going to start doubting my idea. But tools like, for example, like Market Muse and things like that are developing AI tools that can write for you now. So you literally you tell it a keyword and you say, you know, give it a quick outline of a couple bullet points and boom. Like, Brand, we never have to write our it's, session descriptions it's ever again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so frighteningly good. It's so good. Um, but let's say you give it the title of the session and then a couple key takeaways and the person you, talk, you enter that spreadsheet, you input into a system. And I'm imagining a world where A, it writes the description, so we'll add that onto it. But imagine that it then finds the where all they need to be in the schedule and rearranges it perfectly because it knows the topics, it knows how to spread them out, it knows how to like even out, it knows how to put them in the right tracks where there's like connecting ideas and things like that, and then makes it so the point where you know like a speaker comes back and we say, hey, we scheduled you for this time. Does this time work for you? No, it doesn't. Oh, that person says no, it doesn't swap. And automatically adjust the schedule. Oh, that speaker just didn't show up. Well, we can readjust the schedule. So attendees show up, and the schedule is almost like fluid in a way where it's automatically managing itself. Boom. And then I'll 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 bring you one. For, uh, so why here's a, here's a reason to keep the human then in the loop is so you use that. I'm a huge fan of AI getting me most of the way there. Right. You know, yeah. so whether it's machine learning, any, you know, machine learning, AI, uh, predictive analytics, whatever, you know, whatever tools we're using. Get me most of the way there and then let me tweak it because, you know, the AI could probably do a great job of adjusting the schedule and, and guessing like based on descriptions or having written the descriptions, um, you know, OK, you know, Will's going to be pretty high energy. So we want to put him closer, you know, oh, to this time. So yeah. and have it have it do that 80 percent of it. But then the human's still going to be the one that goes, oh, but, you know, John's kind of a jerk. So we need to make sure that he's not the one, you know, right before the break or, you know, something along those lines. Oh. It's then the human connections and things are still going to play a factor that the machine just can't know, you know, or, like you know, we've got to keep, yeah, we've got to keep those sponsors happy and uh, he doesn't like to wake up before 10 in the morning. So, yeah. you know, yeah, the algorithm says he should be at 10, but really that needs to be like one o'clock in the afternoon to keep our sponsor happy. Interesting. It How's reminds that? me a little bit of uh, – that's great. I'm, I'm <laughs> flowing so much on this idea. Get, get me 80% of, of the way there and then we tweak it. Yeah, we use this tool called Clockwise at Endless. It's like incredible. It Basically, what it does is you connect your Google Calendar to it. Everybody in the organization connects their Google Calendars to it. And what it does is that you say, hey, I need to have 10 hours of focus time to like do tasks and that. But my other you know, 25 hours, whatever it is, is going to be – you can move things around. And what you do is you schedule me and put it on Clockwise. And what it does is it looks at all the attendees and says – Oh, this is right in the middle of Will's focus time. Oh, it's all in the middle of everybody's focus time. Let's move it up an hour. So now we have that pure, you know, unadulterated uh, focus time. That's kind of a weird description of it, but like you said, focus time <laughs> for that entire thing. And I think that it reminds me a little bit of that. Like we, it gets us ninety percent of the way there, where it readjusts our schedule, gives us breaks, and adds buffers and things like that, and tries to find the best time for everybody. But 
every once in a while we have to come in here and kind of tweak it a little bit or you know right. move it around a little bit or yeah just knowing that even though someone put their hours that they want to work within um you still sometimes have to be like okay yeah but you know i technically put mine to time as 9 a.m but everyone knows that i that's my like hard no time but 10 a.m is when i want to have a meeting and someone has to come in and adjust that on there but then yeah again like using the tool to get you 90 percent of the way just like the ai writing tool it's, and it's got it's got to show the benefit. Then, yeah. yeah, it's got to show yep. the benefit right away. It, it, there's a there's a product I'm testing out. I won't mention any names, but it's you know it's got you know it's got an it's got it's AI driven algorithm. You know all the all the all the buzzwords, um, uh, and I don't want to give any of it away. But basically, the long and the short of it is, I did all the things. I fed it all the stuff it was supposed to be fed, and you know it churned away for 24 hours, and I came back, and I was kind of like, oh, that's that's all you got. <laughs> uh, okay so well and it's not I, so we'll, well yeah we could end on that note i could i could have spent these, you know five minutes yeah five minutes <laughs> look, doing this. looking at that and, and and come up with that okay great well thanks thanks for playing well you, i think a good point to end it on is this yeah. idea that like as much as we also talk about how people are labeling things ai and uh, there might be actually predictive analytics or machine learning is also that ai isn't a hundred percent there too so it's also like almost saying like um, I don't know, that we have the ability to get to space when really we just have the ability to get to the stratosphere and we we need to stop saying we'll get you to space and really we need to start talking like it really is. We'll get you up 10,000 feet in the air. We'll get you into the stratosphere and in the future, here's how we envision where the AI is going. But don't fall for the hype. Don't fall for the hype. Don't fall for the hype. Yeah, it's, it's a great – it's no, it's, that's exactly it. Is that that you're that a lot of you're being fed a lot of AI machine learning, AI machine learning, when in fact all it is is an algorithm, and it's just an A B A to B to C to D to E, and there's no learning going on. There's no AI going on. There's no analysis going on. It's just being fed an if this then that loop, um, yeah. and yeah, you're, you're dead on. We're we're not there yet. But we're getting there, and as, as things like quantum computing become more into in play, you know the capabilities are going to be there. They're already doing some pretty weird and cool stuff with AI. Uh, again, learning you know learning games from scratch, and and you know learning how to draw from scratch, and learning how to you know what is an elephant from scratch. You know all of this stuff without it having to be fed uh, any any algorithm or programmatic information into it. So yep. We'll get there. Have, we'll have, get to space. Have, we'll get to space. Have we done an episode on quantum computing yet? Have we talked about quantum computing? We've touched on it. I don't believe we did a whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if the audience wants to know, that's your call to action. You want us to talk more about AI and quantum right. computing. Shoot us an email, venttechpodcast at helloendless.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you 100%. Um, and yeah, maybe one day we'll get our quantum computing vent platform in. That's when and I'm sure you know a lot of the stuff we talked crazy. about. We kind of oversimplified today, and so yeah. if you want to remiss and tell us what we got wrong, feel free to do that too. Please but you know, free. we're we're just trying to bring it down into the reality of of what folks can, uh, you know, can realistically talk about on a, on a fundamental level. We like to be a all inclusive. Uh, <laughs> there's yeah. another hype word, all inclusive. Because uh, I'm sure somebody uh, out there is be like, I use AI and you guys got it all wrong. Okay, great. Tell yeah, us. Totally. Let us know what we got wrong. Totally, totally. Yeah, we <laughs> love it. We love it. We love it. Well, Brant, thank you so much for an incredible episode, um, and uh, so cool to get to talk about things that we love and even ideate and build upon a, an idea that we come up with on the fly. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, again, email us if you ever want to reach us, ream us, or or just say nice things. We love it either way. Also, reach us on social media, all the fun things. But, you know, you can always count on us every single week. The Event Tech Podcast will be here with your event technology news and opinions. And we'll see you next time on the Event Tech Podcast. Event Tech Podcast. Out. Out. Out of boost. Out of boost. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.